This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. Thanks for listening to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And this episode is a good one, you guys. Terry and I got to interview Tasha Shore, who's a hand-in-hand parenting trainer, and she's talking to us today about aggression. Now, I know aggression when our kids have it is a big trigger for so many of us that actually causes us then to be aggressive. And we end up modeling exactly what we don't want our kids to act like, right? So um, Tasha's amazing. She brings us so much beautiful wisdom around this area. She specifically talks a lot about boys, um, but know that anything and everything that she talks about today in handling aggression, this conversation will really, really help you if you have kids that ever um, drop down into this type of misbehavior. Or if you drop down into this misbehavior, trust me, been there, done that many, many times. I actually just had a beautiful conversation with Stella last week about um, the ways in which I still notice myself acting with aggression. Um, And also, I was able to mentor mentor her on a few areas where she shows aggression towards her little brother. So anyways, um, this is going to be a good conversation. I hope it blesses you. And um, thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for caring so much about your families. And um, if you don't follow me over on Instagram and you like to hang out there, come give me a follow. I'm over at at Fresh Start Wendy, and I like to be really active there. I've been doing a lot of uh, live feeds lately, and I would love to hang out with you. So come say hello over there also. But without further ado, enjoy this episode. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families. Welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. Terry and I are so excited to be here today with Tasha Shore. Good morning, Tasha. Hi, nice to see you. Yes, Tasha. Yeah, good morning. Tasha is going to be speaking with us, us this morning about how we can handle aggression with integrity, specifically when we're raising boys. And this is going to be a really good talk because Tasha has a lot of wisdom to talk to us today about how our boys are always good, like always, no matter what, um, how aggression is almost always fear in disguise, and also how you are the perfect person to help your boy move beyond aggression. And we are so excited to have Tasha here to speak to us um, about this today because um, she's doing some incredible work in the world and really um, supporting families in a beautiful way. She's a hand-in-hand parenting instructor and also the co-author of Listen, Five Simple Tools to Meet Your Everyday Challenges. So welcome, Tasha. Will you take a moment just to tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey, um, how many kids you have, how old they are, where you live, how you got into this work, all that good stuff. 
Okay, um, so I'm currently living in northern Israel. I have three boys who are now 13, 15, and 18. My 18-year-old just started college in the States, so he's in the States. But my 13 and 15-year-old are here with me, my husband. And um, this work is really important to me. I just want to start out by saying that. And it's important to me because it saved my life. I kind of had to find a way to figure out how to advocate for my boys when their behaviors were not so savory. So I had to figure out, I had to get unconfused about the difference between who they were and their behaviors. And we can talk about that a little bit, you know, down, down, down the road a little bit later into the interview. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like my mission is to create a more peaceful world one sweet boy at a time. So I really look at this as um, not just personal work. This isn't just about me and my boys or you and your boys, but it's about how we can together use this opportunity that we have as parents of young boys to raise emotionally intelligent men and, you know, change the world, essentially. Love that. Wow. That's great. This is powerful. Yeah. Um, that's, that's amazing about, you, you know, you talk about how it saved your life and, we feel like, you know, positive parenting essentially did the same thing for us. We had a, a strong-willed little girl, and we were just going down a much different route and um, really struggling. And then also, specifically, you know, when I look at the incredible work you're doing, Tasha, um, I, I just wish my parents had you because mm -hmm. I grew up with an older brother who I think was very misunderstood. And he's one of the reasons why I became a positive parenting educator because, when my daughter came into the world, um, she had a, had that same strong will, that that zest, that that desire to lead is what we say now, that power personality. But of course, back then we didn't quite understand it yet, so we had to go through a little bit of a rocky season when she was a toddler. Um, and then we found positive parenting and changed everything that we were doing, and and that's where you know our journey began. But looking back to like my brother growing up. Just no one knew what to do with him. And he was so aggressive. And, you know, growing up with him was tough. He was five years older. And then later in life, he be he basically became the school bully and like almost killed people. Like when he when you know, when he would beat people up, he wouldn't just like get into a school fight. I feel like this was back in the day when like school fights were like this thing. Like I feel like now they like break them up. I don't know. But yeah. uh, Ter Terry yeah. and I have been together since he was 17, so he remembers all this. But um back in the day, like when when you would get into a bright fight with my brother, like he would put you in the hospital. Like it was bad aggression. And I just wish my parents had you because, you know, they did the best that they could, but they didn't know what to do in the first decade of his life. They just did all the traditional crap, the fear and force and, and trying to trying to figure it out and just make him be different. Um, but it, it, it just was a really rocky ride. So, um, yeah, I just really, really appreciate what you're doing. And, and, uh, and for, for my own son too, who's nine, we have a, a nine and 12 year old, a 12 year old little girl, nine year old little boy. And I just think about the world now that he can enter into because one by one, you're doing this type of work. So it's really, really important. Well, and, and you both have done obviously a lot of work. So, you know, hearing um, you, Tasha, refer to one sweet little boy at a time and Wendy, even you referring to Stella as like zest and all of these like positive things that you you both know that lie underneath of all of this behavior. And, you know, at the center of all this is just this, this beautiful soul. Um, but it doesn't look like that um, to many people, especially when it, you know, 
if when it first starts uh, appearing, and then maybe if you've been struggling with this for a long time, and you just start to label your kid as like, well, my kid's the rough one, or my kid is the bully, or you like, you probably attach a lot of other labels other than the ones you're hearing from Tasha and Wendy. And I'm sure your parents, although I, you know, I know they, they, they love your brother to, to death and probably saw that sweet core to him. But you know, I can't imagine all of the the labels that were put on your brother over the years yes. by other parents, by teachers. And before long, you start to just kind of say, well, that's their identity. And same thing with the kid. Probably just says, well, that's my role. That's what I do. He stepped right into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm so sorry that your family has gone through that. Um, and this is exactly why the, why I do the work that I do. It's like if we can get in there early with these little guys, um, there's so much that we can do to help them. Yes, beautiful. Awesome. Okay, well, talk to us about your first um, incredible point of wisdom for us today, Tasha. So how, you know, I, I, I see this as unconditional love. Your boy is good always. Like, yeah. even when they're like smacking and punching their sister in the face. <laughs> yeah, even when. <laughs> so this this is what I alluded to earlier. I like to I like to kind of if you're listening to me, I guess it's a podcast, so you can't probably see me, but I'm holding my fist and I'm 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 saying this is my sweet boy. Okay, here he is, and he is always sweet, right? Just imagine like a big red heart. Imagine um, a time when you felt super close to him, and maybe it was. Um, at his birth or when he first came to your family or maybe it was um, a time when you were cuddling on the couch or reading before bed or or wrestling together or something but just a time when you felt really close like that 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 goodness that you saw in him is always present now what happens if you could see me is you would see that I'm kind of like putting my hand all over my fist and and each sort of slap on the top of my um, my fist is a behavior right and what happens is we, we obscure that little sweet guy in there, right, that sweet boy with all these behaviors, like the behaviors start to hide who he really is, right? So, so adults, in, in your brother's case, started to see uh, a boy who was picking fights or hitting other kids or talking back or not cooperating or all the things. And they weren't able to keep their eye on that sweet boy underneath. They got confused and probably very scared, which contributes to the confusion. And then rather than connecting with that sweet boy underneath, they were focusing on managing the behaviors on top. Um, and when we try to do that, we are generally trying to do that from a, a place of control, and it generally backfires. So... Yeah. What I tell parents is like, we always want to remember, even in like his worst moments, right? Even if he's calling you all those four letter words and it's triggering you to death or he's, you know, hitting his sister and you're having to pull him off, um, that behavior is just a symptom of something else and it's a call for help. And if you can answer that call for help with connection, it is not rewarding bad behavior. It is answering a real need that he's having. And if we can stop getting all confused and thinking we're rewarding bad behavior by connecting with a child that's struggling, we have an opportunity to help them change. So we go in there and we can be playful or we can um, you know, be loving or we can do it physically or with our tone of voice. Um, there are lots of you know, strategies that we can use, but the point is I want 
parents to practice focusing in on that sweet boy in there and trust that the behaviors will shift the more we do that. Because as soon as he feels seen, as soon as he feels felt, as soon as he's, he feels loved, um, his brain will relax, right? His amygdala that's, let's feel, you know, that's like, and, and stressed out and not allowing his cortical part of his brain to actually think and function um, will calm. And he will be able to shift his behaviors. He will be able to, you know, comply with the request or at least ask nicely to do something different or whatever it is. But he, in those moments of upset, we have to remember that it's not a choice he's making. He doesn't want to be aggressive. He doesn't want to hurt you. He doesn't want to hurt his sister. He doesn't want to hurt anyone else. So we need to get in there and connect with him. And, and if he can't stop it, which, which the behavior is showing us that he can't, then we need to learn how to stop it as the adults because our number one job, right, is to keep everybody safe. Beautiful. Gosh, that's a really good explanation of unconditional love. Because <laughs> it is, it is a, <laughs> kind of a hard... It's not easier to say unconditional love. I think I'll try that next time. <laughs> I know, right? It's one of those terms, though, that I always struggled with. I was like, if I'm being honest, I was always like, yeah, but, you know, come on. If we're being honest, we love them a little bit more. When they're, you know, and so that was a really helpful way to look at it. Um, they're, they're just behaviors. It's important, to say, it's important to say that we're going to feel differently, right? So we have yeah. to, we have to train ourselves to rethink in that moment, to be able to stop and, 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 and really connect to that image that I talked about, of a time you felt connected, for example, because yeah, otherwise we don't feel like we love him in that moment, or we might love him, but we hate him at the same time. In other words, yeah. we might love him, but not like him. Those feelings are real. I'm not saying, I'm not saying stop having those feelings because that's not a realistic expectation. All of us parents have those feelings. I have had plenty of day when I felt like I hate this child. Yeah. Of course, I didn't hate, but I have felt that the feelings, right. the feelings are real, but what we do with those, we're the adults, we have developed brains and we can learn to respond rather than react. Yes, yes, because we're the we're the adult. I love that. And I think what I've learned is it's like at the end of the day, your relationship has way more influence on your kids than anything else. So it's like if you Absolutely. can just keep that as the focus. But traditional culture will tell you otherwise. Traditional culture will tell you, you know, the way it's always been done is like you have to get control, you have to overpower. Relationship is the last thing that's going to influence them. That that equals permissiveness. So, um, but it's really it's just not true. Relationship over everything. And so connecting versus correcting is a wonderful place to start. I like that. Well, two things come to my mind that, that kind of oppose this, um, this thought of your boy is good always is um, public's perception. If you're in, if you're in public, um, you know, what other mm -hmm. people are thinking, um, you start to kind of take on uh, what you think other people are thinking in those situations. Um, and, you know, and then I think also just this, like not looking at the um, the the long term, not looking at like what you want over years. It's more like, well, this is just what I need this minute. And yeah. if you if you look at your your boy at what you just need this minute, or you look at what the audience is thinking, you're way less likely to see that image of that 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 boy that you're going to be with for a long, long time that you know has this sweet soul. You're just going to see the surface. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly. 
about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Yeah, that, that's absolutely, I mean, yes, yes, it is hard. One of the hardest things for us as parents is when we feel like we're being watched and judged. Yep. Um, I, but I always remind parents that like a calm parent and a freaked out kid is okay. A freaked out parent and a freaked out kid looks way worse in public than yeah. a calm parent and a freaked out kid. So that's if we can so go for the calm parent, freaked out kid, we're already, you know, we're, we're, we're already doing well. That's great. That is really good. I love that quote. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we've talked about this with other guests before, um, that like some of that too is just like, it's just the voice in your head also. Like, you know, we've encouraged parents to, you know, try things differently and they were worried about what other people thought. And then lo and behold, somebody comes up to them and says, hey, I just want you to know you're doing great. I love the way that you handled that. When yeah. really your head will trick you into thinking, actually, that was the person that was judging me for being patient, uh, patient or connecting or like, I thought I was bothering them by my kid yelling in the grocery store. In fact, they weren't bothered at all. They probably wish that their parents would have handled them that, that way. Or, you know, all of these stories come out and I think everybody has, um, you know, at least one once they start to do things a little differently. And so you just sit there and you're like, wow, that was just a voice in my head. Yeah. 
I mean, and, and part of this revolutionary work really is understanding how we can better support each other as parents. And this is part of the work that I do as well, because this is not something we can do on our own. You know, we can tell ourselves over and over again, okay, I'm, I'm just going to ignore that person that's looking at me that way. But like, how much better would it be if that person, you know, walked by and just said, I, I totally have been there, or do you need a hand? Right. It doesn't take that much. So one of the things I do with the parents that I work with is absolutely encourage them and support them in supporting one another. Nice. Because we can we can tear each other down and that just makes our work that much harder. Um, there was something else that I wanted to say. Um, you were talking about sort of short term vision versus long term vision. And, and 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 I know that the dominant culture, I mean, I have clients all over the world. And, and when I say dominant culture, I mean, on the planet, really still says control is the way to go when we're disciplining. But I think if we just think logically, if we're in a calm place and we just think logically about what that means, it's like, yeah, when our kid is pretty little, uh, we can probably control a bunch of stuff just by sheer virtue of the fact that we're larger than they are and louder than they are, right? Yep. But, you know, you know, my 18-year-old 6'3", my 15-year-old's like 6, I don't know, like I'm looking up to two of my kids and I'm going to be looking up to another one, right? Yeah. So like at a, at a certain point when they are teenagers, there is no controlling them anymore. And, and if any of you were ever teenagers, you know what that looks like. Just think back. Yeah. If you were parented in a way um, where control was, was exerted over you to get the results that your parents wanted... My guess is that you found workarounds when you were a teen, right? <laughs> yep. And you're thinking to yourself, like, if my kid does half of what I did when I was a kid, I'll be in good shape, right? Right, so exactly. So if we just think about it logically, um, we can understand that connection makes much more sense, right? I mean, I, I had my high schooler say, say to me, like, you know, all of my friends lie to their parents. I'm the only person who doesn't lie to my parents. They all, they sneak out their windows. They do, they all lie to their parents. I'm yep. like, well, why do they lie to their parents? Well, they lie to their parents because they have no control over their lives. And, and it's very interesting, you know, I mean, like I lived sort of part of the year in Israel, part of the year in the States and the cultural differences. And I work with people around the world. Like I said, the cultural differences are, are, are amazing. I mean, in the States, we have this bizarre culture where we hold this control like super tight. We hold our kids super tight till they're 18, which is apparently some magic number. And then we <laughs> toss them out of the house and we yes. expect them to thrive. They don't know anything. Like, you know, the yeah. day before they had to be home by 11.30 curfew, right? right? They weren't allowed to drink. You know, they weren't allowed to like have their girlfriend spend the night or whatever. And then we just toss them out in the world. And it's like, all right. It's <laughs> on. <laughs> Right. Other cultures do things differently. I mean, for those of you who are in the States who are who are listening, um, there are lots of ways to do it. <laughs> right. But definitely connection is the way to go. If you if you want a long term um, relationship with your sweet boy, I, I highly recommend moving away from the control and towards connection. Well, I love, it. I, I love that, too. I, I think now getting a little deeper into uh, topic number two was um how aggression is almost always fear in disguise. Talk to us a little bit about that. Dang, that's good. Yeah, well, I just like to say, just believe me when I say that. Yeah. <laughs> because even if I'm wrong, it's going to make your life a lot better if you believe me. Yeah. So, <laughs> just, you know, if you just think about 
when we see somebody who's scared, what does that conjure up in us, right? It conjures up empathy, right? We want to help somebody who's scared. We want to comfort somebody who is scared. Right? Yeah. But if somebody's acting aggressively, we don't necessarily feel those feelings towards them, right? We might feel defensive. We might feel angry. Um, so if we can remember that fear is underlying those behaviors, it allows us to tap into places within ourselves that are going to allow us to move towards connection. There's there's a lot to be said about about fear, but essentially almost all aggression is is fear, and that's why when we move towards a child who's struggling, even when they're hitting the sister, yeah, right, the fear um, subsides and their behavior changes because we come in and they're able to co-regulate with us, right? We talk about we're always talking about like how do we get them to self-regulate? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of self-regulation. I don't know about you. When I feel like crap, like I really want somebody to talk to. I really want somebody to be with me. I don't want to have to like try to get through it myself. Yeah. We co-regulate. We're social beings. And so when our little guy is acting aggressively, he needs our brain to recalibrate. He needs our help. We calm that fear and the aggression goes away. Yeah, that's so good. And and let's break it down a little bit because I'm just like brainstorming riffing right now. But, you know, when a, a little boy or a big boy is being aggressive, then it's probably like um, the feeling of being scared of people not listening to him. It's feeling scared that um, people are judging him. It's feeling scared that he's not good enough, that he's not loved. What would be some other ones, Tasha, that you would think of? Well, I think I think actually I don't spend a lot of time on the whys because um, we oftentimes can't ever know and won't ever know, but we can still help them regardless. So yeah, that's, I think, okay. an important point to make that we don't really have to get stuck on like why. I mean, obviously, if we feel like they're in danger or there's a situation that's not going well that we need to get them out. I mean, there are situations that we need to pay attention to. But in general, yeah. like the why of the aggression um I, I, a lot of the times we can just just put that aside. Um, there was another thought I wanted to say about that, though. Oh, I lost my thought. The why you um, think about you sense. think about it, but I mean, coming from a from a yeah. former little boy, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I think some of those whys could just be like inadequacy too, like, yeah. and you don't want um, somebody else to discover that. So you found mm -hmm. you found something in you that kind of is a bit undisputable or unsolvable and that actually makes you feel more powerful and gives you a voice to where people are like whoa he's he's got something that's really big and you're actually it unbeknownst to the people looking at it and maybe even the child doesn't even know that they're hiding some other thing that they feel super inadequate about yeah. right and, and people will hear this where you hear people say you know he's 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 doing it to get attention yeah, he is doing it to get attention. Why wouldn't he do it to get attention? He needs attention. Like, this is not a bad thing to need attention. And if we're not right. getting attention for things that are positive, then we want it so bad that we're going to do negative things to get it. And all that means is I need connection. So yeah, I, I think sort of a, mind, a mindset shift around that, the, the, the sort of pining for attention and doing it for attention being a bad thing. I like to flip that around and say, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. <laughs> he's doing that. Let's just say he's doing it for attention. I mean, he's not yeah. consciously doing it for attention, but it is showing you that he needs attention. So let's answer that then rather than answer the aggression with aggression, which just then we'll, we'll 
spiral spiral downward. And the other thing I want to say about fear is that when when they're uh, when our kids are successful, quote unquote successful at at you know with the aggression, they they do manage to scratch us or bite us or or you know hit their sister or whatever it is. Um, that scares them more. Because remember, they, they don't want they don't want to hurt us or anybody else. And and they are relying on us, the adults, to keep them safe. Like I said, that is our number one role as a parent. Um, and what happens when they act aggressively is like, okay, well, they are feeling totally out of control. And then they, quote unquote, succeed. They realize, oh my God, like I'm feeling out of control. And these adults around here, like, I think are also out of control. Like, control. They can't keep me under control either. Like, Maybe something is seriously wrong, and and then yes. the fear compounds, and the behaviors get worse. Which is why it's so important to interrupt the behaviors. So when we talk about like, yeah, not controlling, that doesn't mean not setting limits. Yeah. At all. This is not. I'm not talking about permissive parenting. I'm talking about authoritative parenting where we set loving limits. It is our job to get in there and make the aggression stop. And, you know, there's a whole menu of things that we do proactively and then responsibly to, to help, but, but we've got to get in there and do it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, just my, my mind keeps going with like, just the fear thing is, is so, it's just so accurate. And it's like, I know she's not a boy, but when I think back to Stella and um, the really intense season we were in back in the day when she was a toddler and we had a newborn baby boy with colic, our second colicky baby. I just left my corporate career thinking that stay at home mom life was going to be super rad. <laughs> and it was like freaking hell for a little bit <laughs> before yeah, I found yeah. this work. Right. And I shifted everything. Yeah. But um but like I had gone to a weekend course, uh, we we're super involved with life coaching work and um, a weekend course called Freedom to Be With Your Infinite Life. And I came home on, on a Monday morning, she started to develop some like super gnarly aggressive behavior over like the nursing stool. I was just like, no, you can't have the nursing stool. I need the nursing stool to nurse. Uh, but and she just started to freak out. And she, at the time, she was super, super duper aggressive. And because I had been through that life coaching course that weekend, like my behavior just rolled out very smoothly without a bunch of oomph behind it because I had been able to heal from a bunch of stuff. And uh, I ended up just going into my bedroom, kind of closing the door for a minute and thinking with the baby and just kind of letting stuff process. And she's freaking out. She's banging on the door. I mean, at that time, this was like super normal behavior, just but actually going into my bedroom was not like I would have been right there with her, like not throwing punches, but I would have been like threatening. I would have been throwing away stuffed animals. I would have been like, time yeah. out. And yeah. uh, so that day I was like, all right, um, we're, we're fine. We're going to do this. And then I hear her screaming outside, outside the room, I'm so mad. And I finally came out and I was like, okay, honey, I'm like, I'm here with you. The, this connection that we're talking about, I was able to actually do it that day. I was like, tell me what's going on. And she was just like, oh, I'm so mad. And I was like, I know, I know, I can see that you're so mad, but like, what else? And finally, for freaking once, I was able to hear her saying to me, I feel so mad that I get mad all the time. And, and now having this conversation, what she was really saying to me and what I actually received that day and this day forward, everything changed. And it, it was because of that weekend course and the, this work. Thank God that we all you know, that we all have the ability to, to learn now. But I realized that her and I were in the exact same place. Like I was freaking terrified that I was yeah. going to be an angry, freaky mom behind closed doors, of course, because no one 
no one was going to see this at the grocery store. I was like, oh, I'm good. I've got a beautiful baby. And I'm in basically the best shape of my life. I couldn't believe it. After I had my second child, I was like, dang, nursing, really? <laughs> but like, oh, yeah. like, buff. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, but inside, behind closed doors, I was like an angry, volatile mess that was literally wishing my daughter would change. I hated motherhood. And I was just scared. Like I was scared of myself. I was scared of my child. But there was so much fear. And I've never really thought about that until this minute. Um, but as soon as I was able to connect with her and say, look in her eyes and go, we are on the same exact page. Like no one ever taught me how to feel angry and how to feel scared and not, not like freak out. Like no one ever taught me that. And I've never taught you that because I didn't know till now. And so now we're just in this together. You're not alone. We're here together. And finally, she just like melted into my arms and we both just sobbed. And I was like, after that is when everything changed. Like the, the positive parenting actually started to work because I got it. I finally got it. Like it was, it, you know, before that weekend, I didn't. So I was just, it was a cool story because it, it really... I was always, I always tell that story and I'm like, yeah, we were just both scared that we were always, no, I always said we were both really mad that we get so mad. And now I realize that it was also that we were both scared about how we fly off the handle and we don't know what to do to stop it. And that's actually fear that was underneath the anger. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. 
Absolutely. And it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. I think one of the reasons it's beautiful is because it illustrates um, how important it is that this work actually begin with us, right? People come to me because they want to change their kids' behavior, but it always comes back to us because we can learn to show up differently. And when we show up differently, they show up differently. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, what happened is that you 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 had released enough of your old hurts or done the healing that you needed to do enough of it, you know, we don't get all cleaned up, but enough of it that you had the space to meet her where she was, as opposed to getting angry with her for not being different. And that is what it, that is, that's what it looks like when we're really advocating for our kids, right? We have to be able to advocate for our kids regardless of their behaviors, because that good person is always in there, right? Yeah. Um, and that's our job. We can't get confused by the behaviors. We've got to create space, safe space for them to be able to feel. And the fact that you were able to sob together is beautiful because that's our body's way of healing, yeah. right? Talk about fear, right? Well, how do we heal from fear? Well, when we're terrified, we'll cry. When we're terrified, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys were sweating, Okay, you might have been shaking when we're scared. Our bodies shake. Our bodies do these things naturally. It is the natural way that our bodies release fear, heal from fear. And our children's bodies know how to do this, too. They know how to do it. And what we do is we get in the way. But if we can just show up and create a safe space for that to happen, the fear rolls off and then the aggression eases. It subsides. It's beautiful. No, that's great. And I, you know, I, I think it's a perfect segue into our third point of you are the perfect person to help your boy move beyond aggression. Because um, I mean, I, I love what you just said that, you know, we oftentimes think, you know, we think we're helping, but we, we can get in the way uh, of it. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't reach out for help or, you know, I mean, if you're here listening to this, you obviously you know, are, are interested in, in getting help, but you can be the perfect person to actually step into your little boy's life and help unlock this instead of just kind of putting your hands up and say, somebody do something with this kid or somebody fix this kid. Because I know, you know, we ended up in that situation where it was all about if only that child will change and can somebody tell us how to change that child or what's and, wrong with her or what's wrong with her. But we had zero accountability and, and we were, we were not in the equation, even though obviously, you know, we were supporting and feeding and, and caring and loving keeping her alive. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I mean, well, there was an intense amount of love, you know, I don't want to say that we were yeah. like, you know, detached from loving, but there was this very much like, that's the person over there that needs to be fixed. Um, we weren't in, in, a, in, in teamwork. So talk to us yeah. a little bit about, you know, just people who are having this awakening right now of like, who's the, who's the person that's going to help here the most and that you, it can actually be you. Yeah. And I mean, I would even take it one step further and say, not that it can be you, it has to be you because no one else is going to do this work. Right. Yeah. right. It's too hard. <laughs> it's yes. too hard and it's not possible. We live with these little ones, right? We're on the front lines. We have to do the work. And so we have to bolster ourselves in order to be able to do the work. So, yes, do we want to get resourced? Yes. Do we want to get good information? Yes. Do we want a place to, 
you know, offload our upsets and our, you know, rage and our frustrations and um, how we wish they were different and how we wish this, this weren't going on. Um, or how badly we feel, or how worried we are that something's wrong with them, or how horrible and guilty we feel, like, well, what did I do wrong that my kid's acting this way? Yeah, we, we want to resource ourselves, but ultimately, like, you're the one who's going to create the change. Now, you know, the the footnote here, yeah, if, if in your gut you're feeling like th- there is something, something wrong, like I, I, there might be something wrong, you need to trust your gut. Okay. Don't let any, you know, expert, professional ever come in and tell you things are a certain way and you feel in your gut that they're different. You need to follow that. You need to follow that gut instinct of yours and check it out. You don't have to commit to anything, but check it out. I mean, I have plenty of parents that work with me who, um, yeah, they do the type of work that I do, but they also, um, you know, have a psychiatrist or they also nice. um, have an occupational therapist. Or, I mean, there are all sorts of situations, and every situation is different, and you're the only one who really knows what's going on behind closed doors. So, um, uh, you know, this is, this is our work to do as parents, and, and, and we can do it. Like, really, really we can, because the other piece of it is nobody loves our kid as much as we love our kid. I mean, with all due respect to the professionals, you know, including me, that help people, I don't love your kid as much as you love your kid. Yeah. And you don't love your kid as much as I love my kid as much as I love my kid, right? So, so that's a plus because I, I have a drive that nobody else has. Yeah. Um, but we do have to get support. We have we have to be bolstered. But yes, trust yourself. Trust yourself. You can absolutely do it. Part of what what people, the work that people have to do with aggression has to do with um, you know your own fears has to do with your own fears because mm-hmm. like for, for women, and this is like, uh, you know, I don't want to make broad generalizations, but in, you know, the 15 plus years I've been doing this work, I definitely see a pattern and a, 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 a common pattern that I see with women is that because most of us have had some history with some sort of either physical, emotional, or sexual abuse at the hands of a man, we get very triggered when aggression comes our way, uh, whether it's verbal or physical, and we react. So it is a call for women, um, you know, to do that work. And sometimes, and sometimes this is this is men too. I'm not I'm just, you know, these are generalizations. It can be men can have this history too. Um, and then uh, oftentimes, what I see with men is that they're hesitant to do this work in a peaceful parenting kind of a way because they have been intensely shamed on one or many occasions for being vulnerable or showing feelings that our cultures would label feminine in public and they and rightly so want to protect their boys so yeah you know for those of you who are in relationships with men to just be aware of that it's not that they're not wanting to to be peaceful or to support this peaceful parenting but but there's a piece of like really really needing to protect their kids like I gotta protect my boy. I don't want him to feel that shame that I was felt that I felt when I, you know, I, you know, missed the shot on the basketball court and broke down and like was teased for it for the rest of high school, right? right. They they have a history too. They have a story. So to keep to keep that in mind, we all have to we all have to do our work so that we can show up to the aggression not scared, just sort of like okay, well here's a behavior that's a call for help. What's my plan? Let's put together a plan. How can yeah. I connect? 
How can I be playful around this? Where do I need to set limits? Where do I need support? Oh, I see that so much with, with dads that are, you know, somehow think that they're arming their boys with the things that will undo past wrongs or or mistakes or embarrassments or whatever it might be from their own childhood. And then they even force it down to even just on the how they're going to protect their their daughters in certain times of their life. And so much of it has this intention of um, protecting them, but rarely is it actually connecting with them and being vulnerable or truly giving them kind of the um, the experience of saying like, you're going to have something that happens in your life. It might not be exactly my experience, but you're going to have feelings come up and here's what's, here's here's what to do with them. And you often have to do the work yourself to even have that, you know, that emotional literacy to even coach your, your young boy through it. And if, if, if there's a dad that's listening out there that thinks that this is soft or this doesn't work or anything like that, I'm just, I encourage you because you're going to miss such an opportunity to truly know, connect and love your, your little boy on a such deeper level and truly arm them with a way to walk through the world that's just that's just better than you had um yeah. and again we you know we always say it's like you know no fault to your parents or anything like that but like put your guard down for a second and and really you know look in your heart of what you truly want for your boy and if you really want something that was better or you really want something that um protects them i'd say go this route go the vulnerable route because you're going to end up with a much better relationship and your child's just going to is just going to have a better chance at dealing with those emotions that are going to come no matter what you want to protect them from. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and like I said before, we're social beings and something that horrible happens to boys from a very young age, which is that because they're they're not, um, we're not comfortable with their feelings, they don't have any place to show them. And so we tend to, if they have big feelings like aggression or something, we tend to send them away, right? You know, go to your room, time out, go when you, when you can calm down, you know, you can come join the family again, et cetera, et cetera. But the message that's that, that's sending is that when things are hard for you, we can't deal with it and you've got to figure it out on your own. And that is about the worst message we can be sending our little boys. Like if you look at the world, you can see what the result is of that message. And what we want to be saying to our boys is like, hey, this whole array of emotion is totally normal. There is nothing wrong with you that you're feeling this. And when you are feeling these big emotions, the right thing to do is to ask for help. Yep. And to and to learn the life skill of of identifying and processing it. It, with integrity. Yeah, just last night, I was so fired up. Taryn, Taryn my, our little guy, like, seems to have a cold, which is so fun in the COVID season, because you're like, oh, my gosh, <gasps> do you have a fever? What's <laughs> But exactly. anyway, so yeah. he'll be home today, but he does not have a fever, thank goodness. But he's like old enough. And he's like a big kid. So I'm like, dude, you can take half of a like a NyQuil tabs that come in two. And so but the tab is huge, you know. And so he was like, Oh, no, mom. But I was so stoked, you know, as an educator to watch him because he's like, Oh, mama, I feel really scared about this. And I was like, that's cool. And like, it's, I know, of course you do. It's a big pill you've never taken. But I'm like, it's slippery. It's like designed to be a soft gel. You know, it's slippery. I'm like, just jam, jam down the water. And so he does it. And uh, I give him a high five. I'm like, dude, you did it. That's awesome. How does that feel? You know, and then I'm like, you were, you felt scared. 
and then you move forward, like that's bravery and courage. And I'm just like, what an honor it is to sit there with my son. Oh, so emotional to like teach this new generation. But that's what, that's just one example of fear, but it's going to come up all the time. And you're strong, like bravery and courage does not happen without feeling scared. And that's just one little example that when you are on the basketball court today, and you miss something, and someone starts to like laugh, you're going to feel that feeling again. But this time, it's going to be about judgment, or it's going to feel like you're not good enough, whatever it is. But there's just all these opportunities that we get to teach. And it's just such a such an honor. And I just, it just, again, like we are raising a new generation of men who feel strong, not weak, because they know how to feel hurt and angry and scared and sad without hiding it. And yeah, it's just such an honor. So, oh, that was a good talk, Tasha. Well, um, thank you for your time today. Um, Tell listeners where they can find you, where they can connect with you. And you're in Israel, but you, you do work with families all over the world online. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. I work with clients all over the world. Um, I have an online community of people from all, all corners of the planet. Um, and I'm part of the you know year in the States and part of the year here. But in any case, I work online, so it doesn't much matter. Um, but the best place to find me is just on my website. So it's TashaShore.com. And then I'm also on Facebook, Tasha Shore, your partner in Parenting Boys. Nice. So those, are the best, those are the best places to find me. Wonderful. And we'll we'll have all of those um, links in the show notes page on freshstartfamilyonline.com um, yeah. so that people can learn a little bit more and, um, get and, and get all the links. Thank you Perfect. so much for uh, for coming on today. It was, I, I mean, I, I just hope that we inspired um, a set of parents out there, or if you're a single parent and you're dealing with something um, like this, that we inspired you to um, take a step forward or to have an experience like Wendy des- described. And it, it, you know, today could be the day that changes everything for you. So I just, I just really hope uh, for that for somebody out there today. And we are here um, at Fresh Start Family also to give you tons of resources, whether it be through um, the Bonfire Community, the Foundations course, or even just continuing down, um, you know, learning more through the podcast. We just want to help and support. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Tasha. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me on. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 75. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm 
kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.